Welcome to week 11 of the Miners, where we are going to be talking about Micah with Eric, who gave the message, and Sean Carberg. Hi, guys. Hey, how you doing? Very good. Glad to have you back. Thanks. It's good to be back. It's (laughs) nice. It's, uh, you know, gearing up, getting back into the routine of things, but um, it was was a good wedding and good honeymoon. It was a good wedding. Thanks. I'm very happy for you guys. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we're excited. Now she's moving in right now, so there's a lot of uh, upheaval in life. <laughs> can't ask, can't Everyone keeps asking, how's Mary life? I'm like, I don't know. It really hasn't started. I've been on vacation for a month, so. <laughs> so, yeah. So we are talking about Micah, and would you mind kicking us off with a recap? Uh, so during Micah's day, basically the people of Israel and Judah were committing adultery. They replaced their love for God for love for idols and love for themselves as opposed to loving their neighbors and therefore they became loyal to those idols and they began serving themselves and um, it resulted in all sorts of injustice, covetousness and uh, the whole fabric of society basically fell apart from their rulers all the way to their family members. Not only is God holy, but he's also merciful and he's gracious. And he announces that he is going to provide restoration and he's going to redeem them. There's ultimately the promise of Christ, the ultimate ruler, the ultimate shepherd shepherd who comes and will be the uh, savior of, of his people. And so for us, it's uh, an opportunity to evaluate our own lives in terms of the categories of sin and judgment Uh, And and on this side of the cross, we realize that Jesus took our judgment and we get to look at uh, how God restores and redeems. And sometimes it's painful and sometimes uh, we have to go through a difficult process. Um, But yet God is faithful and he redeems us through that pain and through that suffering. God saying, you know, he was bringing disaster. And then the next line, I believe, was, you know, and they couldn't get their necks out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it just shows you what dire straits we, we are in and as we go through life people us even being christians and just not realizing the, the things on a day-to-day basis it's 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 hard as a human to on one hand to kind of believe that you know we go about our daily lives we you know typically think of ourselves as good people mm-hmm. but if you look at it through god's lens or christ's lens and you just see even the smallest things that you do or don't do. I was thinking about that today where, you know, it's a thing said. It's a thing not said. It's kind of a heavy, to, kind of a heavy message. It is. I mean, just to come yeah. back and, and reflect. <clears throat> it's, mm-hmm. well, I think most of the minors are they're, heavy, they're heavy, right, because yeah. <laughs> of the subject. Yeah. And, and, but it, it, I, I also found them very encouraging because it's mm-hmm. like, man, I think God, God did this the, in this time period's What's he doing today? Right. And and to for me, they've been hopeful in that, that sense of like, hey, God, you always see God's faithful hand, even though the timing of it, like, yeah, some of these take, took a long time to get through, and and it, it, it kind of scares me a little bit. I, I mean, I have full confidence that God is good, and there are good things on the back end. But yeah. you know, I'm not a woman, obviously, but <laughs> I wouldn't look forward to childbirth, right. even knowing yeah. that I'm going to have a baby, and that's exciting. <laughs> The whole idea of childbirth is, is not a fun idea, you know. And so the idea of um, actually being changed or transformed mm-hmm. or sanctified and, and through the fire, basically, and especially on, on the heels of it being, you know, um, 
consequences of your own sin, mm-hmm. perhaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, so some tough lessons there, but yet that's that's where God is so faithful to use everything, mm-hmm. the good and the bad, for His glory and for our good. You know, and that's that's an awesome thing to to know and to remember. Do you guys have a, a, an experience where you've witnessed somebody go through that that trial, that that pain, and new life came out of it? That really helped shape your viewpoint of Christ. I mean, for those that uh, you know know my story, just you know, having suffered from the consequences of sin that uh, I suffered secretly for such a long time, and then when God finally prodded me and brought me to a place where. I felt like I, I had no choice but to, um, you know, confess what was going on in, in secret. That led to a whole different level of suffering. And, you know, there was always hope that things would be uh, better and different on the back end. But yet I knew that there wasn't a guarantee. You know, I, I would say that uh, there's been tremendous healing and I think it's been for our good, even though it brought some severe pain initially, mm-hmm. and for for a while, not for a short time. You know, I would, it's much longer than childbirth, probably like <laughs> four or five childbirths actually, <laughs> back to back. Yeah, and um, but on the back end, I could say God has been good, God has been faithful, and I'm excited for you know the next uh, the next phase, what that mm-hmm. may look like. Well, and for those of us that are, um, you know, close to you and watching it from the outside looking in, to to see the fact that you had to humble yourself to put that truth out there mm. and then to repent from the sin that you had done. And then it took it took time, but to see how grace came into that and forgiveness mm. came, which if there wasn't Christ to lean on and that ultimate truth mm-hmm. of his grace to us as mm-hmm. just two human beings i who knows what would have happened mm-hmm. i mean that outcome could oh, have absolutely. been much worse out on the outside looking in because mm-hmm. we don't know everybody's heart um right. you guys seem to be doing really well really well how are you Sean do you have any pain points that guys brought new life I struggle with this a lot because um, I would say that I feel it's coming one day mm-hmm. because I, um, to this point, I, you know, we think of those as major events, major kind of catastrophes in your life. And I, and I must say at this point, um, I don't feel like I've experienced something of large magnitude. I, I think, too, you have experienced pain, maybe not directly, but people you love. You know, you, and you've been able to, I think, uh, interject, you know, yourself as well as, um, you know, what God would have you to interject in, in those situations. And so, even though maybe, yeah, personally, you haven't been impacted, I, I think indirectly. How about coming to faith a little bit later in life? Uh, hmm. It was what, 10, 15 years ago now? Probably 15. 15. Yeah, um, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mark the date in account. No, or, I didn't. Or <laughs> I know. Um, Is there a specific date? <laughs> I right. mean, was there? Um, I think there was close to that. I think mm. there was a very narrow window of time mm. in which I was questioning and got some um, advice and some counsel, whether um, in this case, it was some of it would have been from Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but other friends at that time, uh, Andrew was in Boy Scouts, and um, actually, and probably three or four of the male leaders that were there were Christians, mm-hmm. um, going to various churches within Santa Maria and stuff. And really, on campouts, when you're around a campfire and there's not a whole lot to talk about necessarily, that was that was definitely a time of learning and understanding for me, mm-hmm. and um, having men who are godly men um, answer my questions in a way that really spoke to me because they, you know, they, they knew me and we, we are all seek, seeking in a different way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so there was, yeah, there was kind of that specific moment, you know, we're on a hike to Point Sal and I just really kind of laid it all on the line and one of the guys that was with me just kind of really spoke to me and mm-hmm. it, it was... That was probably the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. You know, there was a lot up to that point. You know, hiking, that's a, that's a form of childbirth. So through that can be life. No, I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Uh, but uh, so how, for you, how, how did you experience that new life during, during that time? For me, the point I had got to is I was constantly filling my life, my, the void that I felt with activities, um, going to youth group with Andrew every week, doing Boy Scouts, um, you know, a, a myriad of activities, but I still felt not whole. Mm-hmm. And that's where it really came about for me. So then once I really felt like I had the answer and I, and I knew that I finally had to point myself in this direction as much as I had tried to avoid it, for so long mm-hmm. um, then it was a bit of reflection mm-hmm. then it was you know I'm not now I need to live with this first with Christ first and at that point um, I would say that maybe even my wife wasn't first in that scenario and now I needed to put her a firm second and affirm her um, so that's probably how it began. Not that I was running around doing anything like that. I was just, you know, filling myself with activities and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she would firmly attest to that, that I was definitely lost and, and looking for something. And so since then, it's um, it's weird. It's just, it's totally different. It's like I see God's goodness and his beauty in just everything. You know, it's and it's like the glass is typically half full where and you speak to others that are looking at the same situation and it's kind of the glass half empty. And I'm like, no, but don't you don't you see? I mean, just look at there. Don't take those mountains for granted. I mean, they were placed there to be beautiful Mm -hmm. to your eye and to be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So get off your couch and go climb one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, nothing that you talked a lot about, especially earlier on in the message, was uh, how we're, we erect idols in our life. Yeah. Um, how we, you know, we try to fill voids by yes. serving <clears throat> something that is created and not always the creator. When, how does God reveal those idols in you? And, and how do you assess what things are enjoyable, mm. that you're enjoying God's good creation? And, and when, when do they cross the line of idol? Uh, if I can't enjoy something... Um, with feeling like I have God's blessing, 
in doing that. And so it may be a perfectly good thing that, that I can enjoy with God's blessing, but then when it goes too far to where um, now I need that thing more than I need uh, to spend time in God's presence or to to feel you know connected to Him, I'm looking for something else to satisfy that longing in my heart. I think I fool myself by, you know, if I'm doing a quiet task, whether it's gardening or something else where that's not spending time with God. Mm-hmm. I, I think I tell myself this is kind of rejuvenating, if you will. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't, it isn't necessarily rejuvenating in a heart sense. It's more in a physical sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like anything else. Maybe it's like working out. It does. You don't have to, you know, binge a one-hour session at the at the first time. You just have to set aside some time. Last question I have, and this is weird, because <laughs> you're going to have to channel God now for this. Uh, that must oh. be an error question. No, oh, but, uh, no, definitely. So, so we're, talking about, we're talking about prophets, right? And now obviously all these happen in Old Testament, and they're prophesying certain things, and everything points to Christ ultimately. Right. And we have the book of Revelation, but... If God were to send a prophet today, what do you think he'd have He'd have for the church? He'd have for, for us in 2021? Yeah, for me, I, I couldn't presume to uh, sure. speak for God as a prophet. Fortunately, I don't, I don't think I have to. We have enough of that already <laughs> in the Bible. And, uh, you know, for me, I think this particular message um, was a reminder that we, just, we need to have an authentic love for God. You know, our, our love gets uh, so misplaced, you know, either on our idols or on ourselves. And um, one of the things that really struck me with this message is just the idea of power. You know, we, we think about the abuse of power, but then what about the right use of power? To me, to me, that whole idea of the church being powerful, I, I think it's just missing. And so I think that there's a vacuum. And obviously, I, I can't say that because uh, people are walking in the power of God every day and all over the place. So I'm just speaking for, you know, what, what I see around me and how I've been feeling. And, and I just feel like we could just be exercising the power of God by His Spirit in us so much more for His glory, for our good. I think one of the reasons why we get so complacent and stale is because we're not actually exercising the power that God has given us, and we're not relying on Him, we're not dependent upon Him to actually do what He um, mm. has called us to do. That's a yeah, big question. I'll, I'll say this. I always think of trying to avoid, you know, the darkness or, or the, the bad place, if you will. Um, there's TV programs I won't watch. You know, somebody will give me a review of it, and, and, and the acting is fantastic. The storyline's mm-hmm. incredible. But I, I, for me personally, I can't let that content... Mm-hmm. Uh, into into my headspace. I know who I am. I've learned it now over 53 years. Yeah, everybody, I'm 53. <laughs> but at the same time, you can't shut it out and close the door mm-hmm. and hide inside. Mm-hmm. So we can only touch so many people, so you've got to touch them one at Well, from my position, you know, right. I'm not in a pulpit, and, and nor do I want to be, um, but it's kind of touching them one at a time. Well, it's like the, the the fellow fathers at the Boy Scouts. Oh, yeah. It's, it's being there. It's being present. It's True. having the conversation, you know, being willing to engage in. I mean, you, it sounds like that was at a, the right time, which God was God ordained. But, but yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like being one of those guys, just being willing. Yeah. Having the conversations. Right. And, and that means you can't be hiding, you know, protecting yourself. All the walls are up. Mm-hmm. You've still got to be out there. If we look at Jesus more, you can't help but fall in love with him more and we think about what he's done for us 
uh, I think that's just the natural prog progression. Well, with that, we'll leave you there. Uh, look at Christ more, spend time reflecting on who he is and what he has done uh, for you, for, for his people, um, and begin to live in the power that only he can provide by descending on the Holy Spirit, by empowering us. Uh, and it gives me chills to think about what God might do through a people who uh, really, truly love him and uh, want to be present, light in the dark. And um, I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of a, a, a community that um, is set on fire and, and filled with power uh, and is sent. So uh, we hope that uh, that encourages you. Uh, to focus on him this week a little bit more and uh, to grow in your love uh, and of him and in return, hopefully more in power. We'll see you next week with Habakkuk. Thanks for not asking me like an Aaron childhood story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're good. I was actually gonna no, I don't want to. oh no 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 no, no. no. go like, for it I, I was, no I was, gonna, I was just gonna I was gonna say you know if somebody wants a an, an Aaron childhood story or an Aaron just come see me I'm not gonna. <laughs>